I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Who Will Survive podcast. This is episode 38. And with me, as always, is my trusty co-host and partner, Marco. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm here. I'm ready to do this. It's nice, hot. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting hot. into the middle of summer, so you yeah, know, yeah. I thought, what better for the middle of summer than a couple of Antarctica movies? Oh, just to cool <laughs> off the, the, yeah, yeah. You know, the atmosphere a little bit. Hell yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, we have a little bit of a funny story about how we landed on doing these movies that we're doing tonight, which anyone that downloaded the show will probably get the uh, movies that we're talking about here. But before we talk about those, <laughs> let's introduce our guest tonight. Uh, he has several podcasts, most notably, I think, would be the Cinema Beef Podcast, and he is a fellow member of the Legion Podcast Network. We have Gary Hill. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah. I'm glad to... To fill that slot, as they say, you know. Right, yes. right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Any slot that needs filled. Yes. <laughs> so what what Gary's referring to is uh, this was sort of a late replacement here. Uh, we we're gonna do this show with another person, and he had some scheduling conflict and could not make it to the recording yesterday. So we. Sorry, guys. Whoa. Dark and stormy Whoa. night. Hey, hey. <laughs> that's some uh, bad weather here. That's some, that's some real ambiance for y'all in Holy North Indiana. Holy shit. Are nice. you okay over there? I'm not, I'm not dead yet, y'all. Yeah, right. I'm here, though. All Let's right. rock it's it for the power awesome. goes out. 
Well, hopefully Gary's <laughs> yeah, house right. doesn't get hit by lightning. I know. I, I kind of like that. That was awesome. Yeah, I definitely have to leave that in. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I was saying that we, we were going to do this show with another one of our friends. Uh, it is with our, our friend Adrian, who was mm-hmm. the very first guest on Friends Till the End, actually. Uh, right, so I was right. excited to get him back on, but he had a scheduling problem with work and yada, yada, yada. All these things happen. So Gary here said that he would step up, and we just postponed it by one day because he had to watch the other movie. That he had not seen a hundred times, and so that, the, that right. other movie. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the, the two other, the the two movies here are the thing and also the thing. Uh, <laughs> yes. One is the original from nineteen eight. Well, the not really original from nineteen eighty two. The sort of original by John Carpenter, the classic. John Carpenter's the thing. Yes. Yes, and uh, then we have the prequel movie that was made in two thousand eleven. And the reason that we actually paired these movies together was this was this was Adrian's choice. He had actually never seen The Thing 82, mm-hmm. watched that, then he heard that the other movie was a prequel, so he's like, oh, let me check that out. And he was like, oh man, these movies are badass, you guys gotta check these out. So, well, obviously we, we had seen the one, but he was all excited about yeah. it and wanted we us to watch. that blank stare. <laughs> he wanted us to watch the two, and, and I had never seen the prequel movie, I know Marco had never seen it, so we, no. we were like, oh, what the hell, so... Was he sure that it wasn't that thing you do you wanted us to watch, <laughs> rather than thing yeah, right. 2011? Yeah, or maybe he meant the uh, the original like black and white one or whatever. There's there's some catchy tunes in that thing you do. I'd have been I'd been gun ho for that one, man. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. I actually like that movie. <laughs> so as as you may pick up from our tone here, we. We're not super thrilled with watching the prequel one of the thing. Uh, well, we'll that's what into, I'm saying. It, we'll get into the 2011 it, thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. The the 2011 thing was I didn't see it by choice, honestly. And we'll get into that. Sure, sure. And yeah. and um, it, it, this you know what what ultimately we try and do is when we are going to have a guest on, if the there isn't a predetermined uh, topic or whatever, then we like to let people sort of choose some movies or whatever, and and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it it gives us kind of an opportunity to see stuff that we never saw. Like you know, recently we had Patrick on, and he gave us. A couple of awesome hidden gems in mm-hmm. um, what was it? Shock value and all about evil. Yes. Um, and we, you know, the guys from Horrible Podcast gave us some good hidden gems, and there's been a bunch lately. So uh, I just the, the the so I thought before we could get fully going here, um, this this movie is one of these things where it's a prequel movie that was made in, a bunch of years later for whatever reason, and I didn't look too right. deeply into why this one actually came about or who was behind it or whatever, but um, I just thought we could have a little bit of a talk about not necessarily remakes or, or reimaginings because obviously there's a lot of that going on and, and that topic is kind of getting beat to death, but the, right, right. the idea of actually making these prequel-type movies or... Mm-hmm. I guess even to some extent, the the jumping in line into the timeline in a random place, like we saw the Leprechaun and Halloween, both went back into the timeline and just did right. sequels after the original movie. Uh, I think I had heard there was something else that was doing that too, but uh, and obviously the prequels. There's been a bunch of stuff. There was like, uh, well, spoiler alert for for Jigsaw. Uh, that one's sort of a prequel. Right. Um, the, yeah. Uh, the Leatherface leather, leather was a prequel. Mm-hmm. And then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003 then did its own prequel in 2006. Right. Uh, this this De- movie was Devil's, a prequel. De- Devil's Rejects. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, there's just been a bunch of that kind of stuff happening. Um, and obviously going all the way back to the Star Wars prequels in the yeah. 90s and early 2000s. 
uh, was kind of one of the first big things to really have a prequel done to it. Uh, what I guess we'll start with you, Gary. What's your sort of take on why this seems to be happening, or is it just kind of following the remake trend but doing it differently? It's done to be fun, you know. I I'll watch it, but you know, they're just giving you the same stuff. But you know, we'll get into that. But a lot of stuff, a lot of these prequels are just like giving you like, hey, this is you know, this is this person way back when. Are you interested? Maybe, maybe you're not. You know, I I sure sure. Most of them land on the side of if it's like like the solo movie. I like to get it up. I don't see what folks are complaining about because they got the right people to play the people. But mm-hmm. those other Star Wars prequels are just just uh, you make them boring. You sure. put manic you put manic and Skywalker and they're just brooding and not <laughs> acting very well. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's just and, not good. And Natalie Portman too, right? <laughs> not really. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can forgive Natalie Portman. You know. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's cuter than mannequin. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and I think at least with uh, w- like say something like Star Wars they try to add something to the story. And I feel like a lot of the prequels is, is exactly what you said, where it's just like, hey, do you want to see so-and-so killer when they were a little kid? Well, here they are. And it doesn't really add right. much to the story besides maybe slightly explaining some characteristics about them or something. But I, I appreciate it if it adds things to the to the story or, or at least calls back on pre-existing stuff yeah. in a clever way. Yeah. But a lot of times I just feel like it's it's what you said. They're just showing you old shit, but repackaged in a, a new shiny version of it. Try to think of some yeah, other. Yeah, I'm... I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was trying to think of some other prequels that that are out there that are you know genre related or maybe not genre related. I don't know, but yeah, I I happen to like that Leprechaun Returns better than the Halloween uh, okay. reboot for the third time. I'm one of those right. crazy people, I guess. I, I guess like I both have of more, them. I guess so. I have more fun with the other one. I guess. Yeah, I liked the Leprechaun. Uh, secondary, like the the new sequel that they did, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, made made by a, a lot of the same people that worked on the Void, actually. Well, that's it's a, a fun fact. That's, that's a tentacle nice. film, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think about the idea of of prequels or or whatever these types of situations, Marco? Yeah. So as you as you guys are talking, I was thinking like besides Star Wars, right? Like um, in 1999, that's when like the prequel phase, I guess, started because I'm trying to think like 80s always gave us sequels, always the continuation story going mm-hmm. on from, you know, comedies, you know, like I said, Ghostbusters to, you know, all the slasher films that we got. And then 90s just kind of try to invent this whole, you know, reinventing the slasher, but like going back and telling origin stories and stuff, uh, I like the fact that Star Wars kind of started it because, you know, I'm sure that there was other ones out there, but like I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I always give Star Wars that credit. So, sure, sure. The idea on paper, like if uh, you tell me I'm going to see, for example, I'll throw out Michael Myers, we're going to see as, as a kid and what he went through to turn into Michael Myers. Now, that's it's it's cool until you see it, in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. almost like. there's it's almost like seeing bigfoot and hearing about bigfoot the mystery is the the best uh thing that we have on these movies you know horror movies especially just the just the nuance or the mystery behind it is great until you see it you're like oh that's that's not that's not that cool like sure i get why they do it because it is like okay this is like a, a whole you know bookshelf story or whatever but um, I'm not against prequels, okay? I'm not against that storytelling progression as long as you, like you said, as long as it's tying in 
the movie that is trying to follow in smart ways that it's not overdone because like the you know like the movies that you're trying to follow is establishing so you want mm-hmm. like an isolated backstory which is okay um but it has to be done right you know like i said and we'll we'll get into that and again these are my opinions i'm sure people like you know uh the thing 2011 for other reasons but um again i'm not i'm not against them as i am like re-envisioning stuff sure sure again i get a little bit disappointed after i see a prequel because it spoils the mystery of what you know what we know you know if if i if i had to pick films that need a prequel uh that's a that's a list i think I still yeah, want my, yeah. my uh, another Carpenter property. I still want my Escape from Cleveland movie because everybody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Because well, uh, they keep talking about example. Cleveland, man. Go ahead, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Here's a perfect example. Would you guys want to see a Charles Lee Ray serial killer uh, messing with voodoo prequel? And then hmm. he, at the end, he tur- you know, it's the whole chase scene where he goes into yeah, the good guy doll thing. Could, long, be, that's, could be done right, long, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a long uh, series and... I don't think it's necessarily needed, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it away. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't turn it right, away. Right, right. Just, but just knowing what like Charles Lee Ray did in the two-second verbiage or dialogue is enough for me to headcanon that and go like, that is so cool. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but think... it could be a complete different movie than Child's Play, like a really complete different movie versus a prequel that's like you know, because it, it, I don't know, that's you're gonna lose the mystery to it. Well, like, then, like a film, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, then they would also, I, I think, and something like that too, it also kind of depends on who's behind it and how sure. it, it presents, like, what does it look like? Does it look like it's going to be a a cash-grabby, kind of shitty right. Hollywood thing, or is it more right. of a gritty, independent-looking thing? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that plays a big factor too. I like subtle hints to things, like if you're watching a movie and all of a sudden, like, um, he ran, you know, like you have these subtle things that tie in a movie that but doesn't give you so much of the mystery away and just doesn't like you know really cookie cutter it like a b c d leatherface you know what i mean like yeah, this is yeah. how leatherface became he got abused and blah blah blah. And it's like do we need that backstory or i love watching a movie that you're just jumped right into the action uh halloween is a perfect example just right in there michael myers is out he escaped yeah no reason no reason at all exactly. it, just, it just happens you know and... just plop plop you right into that timeline and move forward i that's why i'm so you know like i said i i love horror movies for that aspect and then when they go ahead and try to do a little bit too much and remakes or except prequel it gets a little too like uh you're spoiling the mystery for me but Mm -hmm. again like gary said i'm not gonna put away i'll watch it because hey we like this stuff too we're not like hating on it so here's a great example of a film that people already don't understand i wouldn't seen spider-man far from home but that's not what i'm gonna talk about right now Sure. I, I <laughs> sure. seen the pre- I seen the pre- it, it's very good though. But I did mm-hmm. see the preview for uh, the Joker movie with with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, right. And it looks it looks like it's going to be hyper violent and bizarre. Cool. Every, everything I love in, in a film that's not non conventional with the yeah, character yeah. That, that it's about. But um, it has beats of uh, the King of Comedy. I could already tell in the, in the preview mm-hmm. that he's like. Oh. He's like nice. projected, and he just, it just looks like he's gonna go insane. I'm glad got, to hear got, that. It's got a hard yeah. R, and I can't wait to see it. Good. Every time I see the preview, I want to see it more. So nice. I'm I'm so glad to hear that because I'm so waiting for a Joker just you know balls out killing everybody Joker like the comic books. If you haven't seen it, the preview, I, I recommend anybody watch it because sure. it just look it just looks bizarre 
and like it's going to be a good time. It's, it's directed by Todd Phillips, the guy that that brought you old mm-hmm. school and shit. So yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big like step yeah. up for him, and I'm looking nice. forward to seeing it. Yeah, cool, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the trailer, but that's a, a good example of a way to do it properly. Like well, even if it's right. a bigger budget thing, to go for more of that gritty aesthetic instead of making these like polished versions of shit. Yeah, that, that sort of bothers it down. me. You know, there's um, there's source material that's meant to be violent, and when they when Hollywood or whatever they tries to water it down for a broader audience, I get that movies are a business. You know, they have to make money, right? Sure. But sure. at the same time, it is art, and mm-hmm. it should be followed. You know, at least the pacing of it or the theory behind it. Um, you know, you can't stray too far from it because uh-huh. then it just loses its. You know, loses everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I th- I think. Some movies get the aesthetic part right, but maybe the story just seems kind of unnecessary or whatever. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if, if if you saw Leatherface, Gary, the one from like two years uh, ago. The um oh the the prequel thing um yeah where they were like t- Stephen Dorff is in it right yes yeah 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 I've I've seen it I can't recall too much about it but I, I remember watching it and and it being halfway decent. Yeah, it's like it's not terrible because at least they get the aesthetic good in that mm-hmm. one. It, it looks old. It it seems gritty. It's it's so you can get by got with the, that, the yeah. right. It's got the right feel to it. It just is one of those things where you're like, okay, cool. So that's him as a kid, and then at the end of the movie, you're like, all right, and I guess that's that's him as a young man. So yeah, like it just feels like it doesn't do anything really besides just repackage the same killer in a different body kind of thing. Um, but it, it gets the aesthetic right, which I think is a plus for it. Like, to me, I'd rather see one that has the that look and maybe doesn't do anything, but it's at least sure. a, a good romp, I guess you could say, or some kind right. of a violent <laughs> thing. Or like this this Joker one that seems like it's going to be weird and, and yeah. violent and it's pretty. Just, it's not going to do any business whatsoever. I'll tell you right now. It's, it's going to mm-hmm. flop at the box office. Sure, sure. But the, but the huh. people that, that do see it and see the subtext that's in there... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I think they're really gonna dig it. I, I and I know I'm gonna like it. I, I could tell already because it's just something if you see him, it, it, he looks like Christian Bale in the mechanic. He lost that much weight for this role. It, it, it is kind of gross looking. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. looks. He just looks really unhinged. And I'm looking nice. forward to watching it. That's oh cool. yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, what? I guess uh, is there any other prequel or um, mid-series sequels or anything like that that you guys? could think of oh i'm sorry, sorry. You no know, i was gonna say horror wise or just all genres I, oh, I just, I just anything really ser- i guess is fine i could tell you a series that does it almost perfectly as the indiana jones series i mean you go temple of doom is a prequel to i know the it's, other you almost don't realize it right i, f- I forget that it, when i see it on the list and then i'm like oh yeah. shit i forgot that was a se- that's a prequel Exactly, and it's one of my favorite. And it's what it's my favorite Indiana Jones film, but mm-hmm. it is a prequel, and it does it so right because it's just you know. I guess that's maybe it's just because that's how that mo- those movies are set up, anyways. But the other two are clearly you know connected uh, mm-hmm. with the religious artifacts and all that stuff. And then, but you go back in the middle of the film and show Indiana Jones, you know, this India adventure kind of thing. Um, God, I mean, I'm. Sh- that series sure there's is pretty a million of them. That um, you watched Young Indiana Jones Chronicles when oh, that was a thing. Yeah, I have. A, no, I, heard I have it's them awesome all on DVD. Yep, yep, I have them all. They're great. What yeah, about? They're, they're, uh, they were like they were like I'd say a good hour and a half movies. Like the, every one of them was. Oh, nice. And they were like his. They were like history lessons. 
because I know they're like they were trying to like uh, uh, go through fiction intertwining with real history. Like there's real oh, yeah, facts, yeah, yeah. I and uh, and it's and it's very smart. You know, it's done really well. I must have seen some of them because I remember that. Mm-hmm. What about? I can't believe nobody mentioned the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> Being a prequel to the original Flintstones movie. Stephen Baldwin, I watched his film. (laughs) Stephen Baldwin plays Barney Rubble better than Rick Moranis, and that's the only (laughs) thing that keeps me in it. And and I like, I like, um, um, what's the what's the big guy's name? Um, Mark something. He was on uh, that show with Jamie Gertz, who I still have the hots for. But anyway. He plays Fred in that movie pretty well too. About. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. The guy uh, from The Full Monty, who uh, whose name I cannot recall, but <laughs> I don't know plus... any name in Full Monty, but that movie's great. <laughs> Robert uh, Carlyle, man, that guy's awesome. Train Spy, yeah. Begbie. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I have a whole list of them here. There's actually a lot of old stuff like. Um, the movie destroy all monsters then like every movie sure. that came after that for six years apparently was a prequel to that movie uh there was like planet oh, nice. of the apes prequels that came out in the yeah. 70s those are delightful oh the, the new ones <laughs> or the old ones in the 70s 71 72 73 yeah those are weird timelines um uh, there was like exorcist prequels those are you know what those are okay they're both uh, pre- they're both pretty serviceable the Alien prequels. There's Prometheus and Alien Covenant were both. These before. are definitely prequels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Missing in Action Two: The Beginning. Yes. Came out one year after Missing in Action. I don't know if I ever <laughs> saw the second one. I don't think I've seen the second one too either. I think, I think the story behind that is they made two different versions of the film. Ah, okay. But ah. they choose they chose to keep both of them, and they nice. called one Braddock Missing in Action or something, yeah, and yeah. then Missing in Action Two. That's cool. I like it. Fucking uh, canon, man. We have uh, Red Dragon and Hannibal Rising were prequels right. to Silence of the Lambs. Very good. Well, yep, yep. Manhunter, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's not really a prequel because it just, it just kind of came first. But it, right. I guess Red Dragon's like a remake of, of Manhunter in a way, just slightly, you know? Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber-er, When Harry Met Lord. <laughs> That's a good one. It's my kind of stupid. I'll, I'll tell you all day long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know? I love that movie. It's great. That's the one with Bob Saget and they do the shit scene. Yes, you do the yeah. shit scene. Shit everywhere. There's shit everywhere! Damn it! There's shit on the windows! Oh my god! My house is full of shit! He shit everywhere! Look what he did! He shit all over the wall! When can Get you do it? Uh, sh- how about tonight at 8? Great. Thanks. Thank you, Lloyd. I gotta go upstairs. I gotta go upstairs. You gotta leave. See you at 8. But it's like chocolate pudding. There's yes, shit chocolate. everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fucking dumb. love that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, you know a lot, some of the stuff we already mentioned, a bunch of stuff I never heard of. Uh, but it looks like a lot of sort of franchisey type things have done this along the ways. A lot of kids stuff has done it to go back and uh, do prequel ones. I saw there was like um, the the Air Bud movie or whatever. There was like <laughs> fucking a bunch of movies that came after that that were prequels. Now, if you, right. put a, you, put a, you put a monkey in the film, I'll probably watch it. You know, like most va- most valuable primate or something, you know? <laughs> That's just a joy to watch. Oh, it was uh, after Santa Buddies, there was two prequels. The Search for Santa Paws and Santa Paws 2, The Santa Pups. <laughs> they, That's what it was. I don't know what they Santa do to Pups. make those look, man. 
what they do to make those little dogs' mouths move, but I don't want to know, man. It, it's got to be like putting some hot sauce <laughs> up their nose or something. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just filming at the right times. I have a soft spot for those movies. They're like, <laughs> they're great. good, like, uh, like stoned on a Sunday afternoon during the winter. You and just have watch to that. be stoned. Yeah. You have to be. You know. Have you guys heard about the Gremlins cartoon? Is that a prequel of some sort? Because it's like the Secrets of the Mogwai. Thing oh, that yeah, they I just did, announced this week. I did hear that that was that? coming out. Yeah, and it's like an animated thing. Yeah, yeah. Magwa's in Asia. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Right. So I guess. Uh... I'm, I'm tired. I get cynical when I'm tired. So there's, no, there's no, no you're problem. Good. <laughs> That's good. Just perfect. We call well, that perfect. Why don't we move on to talk about our first movie, which is in fact a prequel. Uh, Marco, do you want to synopsize this one or the other one? Which yeah, is really, totally I can do a real sarcastic similar. synopsis. One. <laughs> this is the 2011 the thing, right? Yeah, we'll do that one first. Uh, so. Okay, yeah. Here's I'm gonna give you my sarcastic one first. Okay. Okay. Um, so the thing 2011. If you've seen the thing 1982, it's the same effing movie. <laughs> so. Almost to the T as far as scene by scene, plot by plot. I mean, a little bit of variance, <laughs> not a lot of difference. Um, so the one thing that saves this film, it is a direct. It's the Norwegian camp that gets invaded first that we hear from the original 1982 thing, or we'll say John Carpenter's thing. We'll do that. Yes, yeah. um, John Carpenter's a thing set this thing up where the American camp got invaded. We're at the Norwegian one. A mate. That's really cool on paper. Okay. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the synopsis is, may, I think we go two days prior to the events taking place of John Carpenter's The Thing, and we get to see those events unfold. Uh, mm -hmm. Shockingly, they're almost identical. But, yes, there's your synopsis. You might want to wrap it up in a couple of days. Yeah, why is that? The last place you want to be is cooped up with a dozen Norwegian guys. <laughs> we estimate it's been here 100,000 years. That's not possible. This thing attacks its prey. Copies it perfectly. And then hides inside it. Not all of us are human. Sure. Uh, <laughs> now, Gary, you said that you you had to watch this. Had you ever seen it, or had never seen this one? I haven't watched it before till today, and I've I've heard I've heard about it, and it's billed as a prequel. We mentioned prequels before, but yes. like mm -hmm. like Marco said, it is beat by beat another movie you'd rather be watching. Yeah, and yeah, with yeah, some really, almost... with some really janky CGI in there. It almost uh, plays yeah. out, it plays out like a um like. Not even like a remake, but like a weird yeah. reimagining version of it. You no, know, yeah, you're like 100. percent It's it's um, yeah, it's like a remake. I'm watching the like I said, remakes tend to do that where they they follow along uh, their source material and they will just change certain things, like you know, like make yeah, uh, yeah. the lead a woman or you know, the, in this case, the blood testing, the famous blood testing from John Carpenter's. They made it, uh, you know, let me check your feelings because it's non-organic material, blah blah blah. But sure, sure. 
the same shit prior to that, the that's, sabotage of the blood samples. It's like, what the I was like, what? That's, that's like, the most <laughs> clever part about this movie is that she finds the fillings, and that's the catalyst. Yes. Yeah, saying, she finds, it's like the guy's um, plate from having a broken bone. Yeah, that, right. th- those things are the most clever things about this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, there's actually, there was actually a fun trivia that that was like one of the things that actually added to the the other movie because in the final scene of the movie you can for like a, a brief moment see that um, shit I can't remember his name but Keith David's character um, you could see that he has an earring Childs and, yeah Childs so oh, so he definitely gotcha. wasn't the thing at the end of the movie according to what this movie establishes they use it so right, dumb right. though I'm like, I'm gonna tell you, it's him and her left. Mary Elizabeth Winstead and some other dude. Yeah. And the way she yeah. determines he's an alien is that his earring is uh-huh. in the wrong ear. <laughs> I know. No, it was like he didn't he didn't have an earring, and then he checked and he checked the wrong ear, and she was like, it was in your other ear. I'm gonna but burn yeah, you they, alive. They yeah. established that ahead of time, obviously, but then he yeah. screams in the air. It. it was a clip on. You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it fell off. You bitch. I- I will do. I will say, like, if if we want to start like something that the film did great, in my opinion, like there's there is something that that does good. Again, mm-hmm. it does establish there's okay the monster at the end, uh, that one that they find in John Carpenter's thing that's twisted with the two mouths and they bring back to camp and to dissect. Well, yeah. they established that that creature and burned yes. him alive in this one, and it's almost the same. But you kind of get like that's the creature they found in the snow, then they brought back. I'm like that's cool. Like those Easter eggs, right? I guess you can call them. Yeah, um, yeah, they had the course, ice cube thing that, yeah, that like, the thing broke the out of thing, the, that they found yeah, those later. Are, My exactly. favorite scene in the movie, but again, it's, it's a scene that reminds me of another film that I'd rather be watching Encino Man because they have this giant block of ice <laughs> that, that yeah, the yeah. thing is in. I, love, I want to see like these heaters all around and try to melt it down. <laughs> Hair dryers and shit. Kashmir Rajneesh, is it how many minutes for the burrito again? Two minutes. One minute. Two minutes One and a half. Two minutes. I'm ah, ready. make up your melons. Ah. Is it one or two? One and a half minutes. Okay. Okay, my friend. Try and experience what I'm about to chirp in your lobes, okay, cool? Uh. Today, buddy, we're going to discuss grindage. Have you filled the furnace, packed the cheeks, uh. and stuffed the gills? Okay. You're probably used to eating twigs, right? But out here in the U.S. of age, buddy, we got something called the four basic food groups. And Link, this is not one of them. Oh. Look at what we have here. Dairy group. Milk duds. You hide these under your pillow, bro, so your mom doesn't find me. If she does, you're twig, buddy. You keep on cruising. Fruit group. Sweet tarts. These are... Killer body, so citrusy, dude, you'll freak. Keep on cruising. Uh-huh. Hey, this is the vegetable group. Vegetable group. Oh, damn that. Oh, put them on a pedestal, bro. Look at that. Yeah. Does it kill, huh? Meat group. Come on. Take the meat group. These are my favorite. Oh. Hey, you got to be equal. Equals. 50-50 here. Mm. Yeah. Figures hot on the outside, icicle in the middle. Two minutes. But you like that, right? Because you're a caveman. 
Because this thing busts out of that black eyes like he was a freaking Kool-Aid man or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, very predictable, right? Uh, yeah. The, the whole Blancino man black eyes is funny, dude. That's awesome. Um, that in like this. Okay. It's it's so hard to go into the negative, but like, it's, or so easy. Um, the storm that's rolling through at the Norwegian camp, the Norwegian camp that has a lot of Americans in it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, the storm. Like if we if we kind of take the timeline, the mention of the storm. Like that's cool. They're gonna do the storm because in the John Carpenter's they they got trapped in the storm. But no, there was like a storm, and then there was another one back to back for the. Again, it it mirrored. 1982 so close that yeah yeah ev- everything from the blood test sabotage to the guy going nuts sure or, you know running around to the underground passage to the storm it was like what are you guys doing I, right well and the other the, really the one just, of their yeah. big the one of their big differences that they in this one they find the alien ship yeah. and and obviously the alien blocked in the encino man uh, yeah. chunk of ice but uh, the the ship stuff I think actually looks cool if I'm gonna say because I don't think this movie yes. is is terrible I think it commits the, the like the one big sin of a movie is like either be so bad that it's memorable or right. just or be memorable for being good but this movie is just forgettable like you're you're not gonna remember the details of this movie in right. a couple days like I barely remember it now right right so. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say that the first twenty minutes of this movie really made me want to watch more of it. Because it started out, you know, with them discovering, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the ship underground by accident, mm-hmm. totally. But well, right. they knew they were hearing a noise. They were hearing an echo of some kind of noise on a on a Doppler or whatever they were using to yeah, define yeah. <laughs> whatever they're looking for. But they happened upon it, and that that always fascinates me, you know, because my old school love for movie with explorers and stuff, and them finding right. lost cities and whatnot. And, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, then they go the whole like, agree. Got, like the whole Jurassic Park route, like hey. She's a paleontologist. She's kind of sexy. Let's bring her on board. <laughs> right. She's she's cutting up some weird thing in her lab right now. She knows just what she knows. And uh, so this was yeah. That that the first twenty minutes makes you want to watch more of this movie, and then yes. it just goes into more of the same. And then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, just switch this off now and watch the other one, huh? It's just, exactly. Yeah, right, right. Well, and and exactly. so and, uh, yeah. I, well, I read that um, they they did go to quite a bit of lengths to try to maintain the details from Mm -hmm. the original movie to match to this base but i feel like from the original movie you see so little of it and everything is just destroyed and snow covered that yeah it didn't nothing like really stood out to me where i'm like oh oh, cool they made this room look exactly the same as that room like i don't i don't get that yeah Uh, the two camps were not that far apart they weren't thousands of miles different so if there's a big snowstorm in the in the original like they said that snowstorm covered the uh, and, and this one, you know, covered the alien ship and covered the block and, and made everybody, you know, panic and whatever. Right. It didn't ha- they didn't show that in the original film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they didn't just recover from a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. They didn't just it was coming. A storm was coming. So they I don't know. There's it, it, maybe there's a mess up there. In sure. A, in the but I, I do think I do think that their base and stuff looked really cool. Like they, it did. they had a nice set design and stuff. Uh, the other unfortunate thing is that they actually made a ton of practical effects that they were just going to enhance with CGI. Mm. And for whatever reason, the studio interfered and cut it all off. And 
anything that was still practical that was left in the shooting, then they mm. added so much CGI to it that it made it look even yeah. worse. So yeah. a lot of the stuff I, that you see in the movie actually started as a practical thing that then they just layered and layered and layered the piss out of it gotcha. and made it just look like garbage. They're like, oh, let's add yeah. more fucking arms and more spikes and shit. Like, yeah, I was not impressed with the with the monster. Um, if you actually go on YouTube, there's a ton of videos of them shooting trial shots. And, like oh, okay. apparently these guys recorded all this stuff. Yeah. Um, it was like a known guy that was behind it too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just they fucked that up so hard, which is like one of my biggest criticisms. Besides the fact that this movie is is forgettable and and sort of uninteresting, mm. is that they like everything looks newer. And that's yeah. like one of the biggest things. It's like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. they're it's yeah. great for adding lore and and more things to the story that you can go back and go, oh yeah, cool. So this guy did that and that and he's okay. So you can figure stuff out that way. But like shit shouldn't look newer. Like even the fact that like the, the clothes I feel like don't right. even match up right. They just look like well, they just walked on set wearing what they were wearing from home and fucking they're like, that's good enough. Yeah, I mean even like the the styles of the hairstyles and stuff. You know, like yeah, yeah, it's in. It, they yeah, didn't there's try no sideburns. There's no, yeah. <laughs> yes. There's no porn stashes. There, no I, mean, I know there are regions. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's like there is a style that you can mm-hmm. do, you know, aesthetically. That it's it's like that's that's what my major major complaints about these type of movies is that they don't spend enough time researching it. Yes, they mm-hmm. do. Like I said, what this this film does very well is the Easter eggs. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. You can pick, you can pinpoint them, and you can like put them in. And of course, the end credits perfect uh, i was waiting for that like i i told myself i said if I, the end credits i didn't need that well i told myself this i said if the end credits don't um end with the helicopter chasing the wolf or the dog then this be shit and it did it only because it's a continuity thing like the, yeah, if this right. is a straight prequel we're at the norwegian camp we they blew up a helicopter halfway through the movie i'm like well where's the other one at the end i know of, i thought know, that how, too i was like what the fuck yeah. i thought this ended with the helicopter See, the question yeah, is like the one thing I wanted to see. The question is, <laughs> exactly. you gotta ask yourself when you're watching that scene, though, is yeah. who did they who did they make this movie for? They didn't make it for a new audience to discover the thing. Right. They they, they made this for people who saw the thing original, well, the, the '82 thing. Yeah. And they heard that there's this prequel, and they may be interested in it. And yeah. they go they go to watch it, and it's more of the same, but with the <laughs> the the beginning of the the movie that you love tacked yes. on to the end of it like you don't know that's the thing that happens in that original movie yeah i just and, want and the guy's goggles helicopter. weren't even the same <laughs> yeah right you know because that other helicopter was a straight connection from the two camps mm-hmm. of how the american camp got invaded kind of still stuff so I, it's just one of sure, those things sure. that i had in my head like i need to see this that they blew up that helicopter which looked nothing like the other one but where does this other one come in you know and i just needed that for my own sanity yeah, allegedly they did use the same style helicopter at the end of this movie that was mm-hmm. from the original movie. And I just, like, I don't notice those kinds of details because I don't know shit about, like, like I'm not a car guy or a vehicle guy. Right, or right, a, right, right. Yeah. I feel like, that's a bulldozer. I'm like, oh, I thought it was a crane. Like, I don't, that I'm, I'm stupid <laughs> about that kind of stuff, so. That one had a red label. This is a white one. Yeah. False. I'm good with hand tools, not, like, big machinery. <laughs> right. Can I nah. do this with a hammer? No? Okay, I'm out. No. <laughs> <laughs> you need a tractor? Oh, I, I don't have one of those. I just got a hammer. All right. <laughs> a bigger hammer? No, it's still too small? Okay. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, this movie could going. have benefited so much. <laughs> like like Gary said, if this was a fan service film then, like something that go, here, here's something that gets the older fans 
of the original, like kind of like an uh, homage to it, but also ropes mm-hmm. in this new generation that maybe you know like an updated version of the thing. I'd rather them just do this is an updated version of it and uh, and then come up with new gimmicks. You know, sure, I think sure. they. I think they tried new gimmicks, but it was so close to the original gimmick that it was like, mm-hmm. oh, what are we mm-hmm. doing, guys? Like, really? You're going to sabotage the blood and the oh, same yeah, reasons yeah. why? And that really bugs me for some reason. It sure. Really does. Well, they could have had different monster attacks or some kind of exactly. variation on the plot for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and they tried to be different whole... by having a, yeah. a different type of cast, but really it just ends up like i feel like the people in this movie are so indistinguishable i forget which one is which 100 percent. Yep. Like, there's too that, many of them too is that the bad yeah. guy is that the wait oh, those two fucking guys look the same what the i don't know going who on here? lars is yeah, yeah lars right. is like five guys that look like lars yeah yeah <laughs> i have to bring up the, the writer of this of this movie because the stuff he started mm. out with and the stuff that he went to is, is it's a whole different animal Okay. Erica Eric Heiserer is the uh, the writer, and he wrote such fair starting out as the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, okay, uh, Final Destination Five. Then he did the thing, and then he did some movie with Paul Walker. That I don't know what it is. It's called Hours. But then he did okay. Lights Out and Arrival, which are very serviceable, and Bird Box. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. they, these are these are watchable. Ah, he's getting films. better. You know, yes, yeah, yeah. He progressively did get better, but I like that. I like that fact that that's that's uh, uh, something noticeable. Like you could bring up the guy is learning. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not a screenwriter. I don't know these things, but right, I just get, I just sit back and get entertained. But you're right. Like you go from Bird Box, you're like, whoa, okay, this is the same dude, and you don't know how much pressure like, Bird Box is 100% original, right? Or is it based off a book? Yeah, it's based yeah. on. Okay, yeah. But this is like someone come to you and gave you $38 million and I want you to do the thing. Uh, it's a remake, but it's it's not a remake. It's a prequel, but it's not, you know, it's whatever. And sure. I'm sure he had a lot of like, like Paul said, like, uh, I'm sure this, the practical effects you want to get as close as you can. And the budget just wasn't there. So they had to just kind of fuss through it, you know. And of course, these, um, what do they call them, those uh, audience, uh, test audience stuff that they do mm-hmm. in Hollywood that the... 2000s and 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 the 10 the teens and 2010s and stuff are known for doing for maximizing the the most money you know let's Mm -hmm. put this many jokes in there let's put this many uh you know let's take back this because kids can't see it let's take this and that and all all those things factor in for the bottom dollar which sacrifices art so i can't totally blame the writer for or you know even the director a hundred percent it's a it's a collective effort um Again, it's it's not a total failure in my eyes, but it, it's there's enough there for I will like I don't I there's a reason why I did not want to watch this movie and a reason why I probably won't watch it again. Sure. Harsh, I know, but still. Uh, <laughs> well, why don't we? I guess if this is possible, why don't we go around and we can, in addition to sort of giving our final thoughts and what our rating is, I thought we could each try to. Mm-hmm. give the movie credit for something or or say some yeah. good part about the movie that we liked because we've spent most of the time saying what we dislike about it really. i know <laughs> and so we didn't really talk too much about the plot here but you know if you've seen the thing it's basically the same thing except yeah and they find in this one they find the a spaceship you know they yeah, find yeah. a spaceship instead and yeah. the american people go to help out the norwegian people at their base and the alien yeah. gets loose and then all the same stuff happens so <laughs> I wasn't expecting a massacre. Then you wouldn't have a movie. It's yeah. just I was expecting something different, a little bit different than, you know, the, the latter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess yeah. I well I'll go first. And um, I will like I had said before, the uh, 
the set design I like in this movie. I don't think anyone like all the acting and stuff is good and it's it's shot well. It didn't bother me. I think yeah. the aesthetic is a little bit off of looking older, but it is it is shot in a good way where it shows you the scope of the space and they have some cool landscape outdoor stuff and helicopter stuff. Like that stuff is all really good. Mm-hmm. Um and there is some monstrous stuff that's not bad. Like even some of the CGI doesn't look bad if it like standing on its own and not being like, oh, this is the stuff that was made for the 82 movie, but now it's all fancy and, and much better look, not better looking, but it can do more, you know, because it's computer. Right. Um, the one that happens in the helicopter, I like that one quite a bit when they're going to take off and then she's like, no, no, don't take off. I found someone's fillings or whatever. And then the thing just like explodes <laughs> right. out of his chest with all the tentacles like that. That looks yeah. pretty cool. It's definitely yeah. a lot of computer enhancement, but that one didn't bother me as much as some of the transformations later on when you oh, see them yeah. happening. You're like, oh, they just look hokey. But right. um, overall, I would say I, I don't nothing against Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but she didn't she wasn't strong enough to like step right. in as the Kurt Russell of this movie. She's she's much better in 10 Cloverfield Lane is like an yes. assertive female character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't have too. the presence in this yeah. one to to be the lead, I feel like, and there's too many characters and they all kind of blend together and the CGI is not the worst CGI you're going to see. I mean, it's no Asylum movie or anything. Oh, right. Uh, it's, no, it's no Zombies, but... Um, right. Oh, Zombies is fucking delight. Although, yeah, we just did that not long ago. It would be better yeah. if there were CGI elephants in this movie, I have yes. to admit. Or giraffes. Yeah, yeah. Or giraffes. <laughs> Zombie giraffes. I would have really uh, liked... CGI that. elephants and giraffes make everything better. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, overall, it's not... It's not a bad movie, but it just suffers from being kind of a bland movie. And so for me, it would fall like right in the middle of sort of the, I I don't want to say I don't like it, Mm. but I I also kind of don't like it. So I guess if I had to rate it, I would say I like it, but I'm probably never going to watch it again. Right. It's like a a very faint like. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Gary? Something well, positive well, and I'll, um... I'll say one thing. They didn't. They didn't show them kill the dog. Dog in this movie. And uh, oh, that's true. And nothing, that made me happy. Nothing because... jizzed on the dog or anything. No, but that that, that part of the movie is uh, and the '82 thing is that'll make yeah, girl man. Harsh. We should you watch it, man, because like the, the clawing at the floor and you can see the bleeding at the claws. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really desperation time for those dogs, and mm-hmm. I'm grateful they left that out of this one. Definitely. So, um, that's something. That's positive. And like I said, the first the first twenty minutes it really it really kicks off to say yes, yeah. I, I might like this movie a lot, and then you know it turns into what it is. So I gotta give him credit for trying to make a good movie, mm-hmm. and you know so for that I give it a don't same thing with you. About I can't say I don't like it, but it's like you probably won't watch it again. Yeah, like a two and a half out of five. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Middle middle of the road in meandering. Yes. You know. For sure. That's fair. Uh, what do you think, Marco? Yeah, the, uh, best around. Like, yeah, well, of course. I mean, I'm gonna clear my throat here. Yeah. Uh, so I bought nine it's copies like one on of those Blu-ray. Where... <laughs> I'm not selling anybody with uh, the special edition. <laughs> a special edition with the cut scene of the dog scene because I'm sure they went scene by scene and they just cut that out. But anyway, um, I, I, it's like yeah, I don't like it and I like it at the same time. So it's like one of those meh ratings. Like I can't say I, I don't. I can't even make a straight face and say i like the film uh yes. i don't like it more than i like it so and with all the various reasons that we went over and stuff and and uh 
But I do, I will, like I said, I, I will give it credit for the Easter eggs and them trying to tie in a like a true prequel of like two days prior to the original thing. And that was on paper, that's kind of cool. You know, it's like, oh, we have this other camp that we meant make mention. Let's go see what happened over there. But right. it's hard to sell it when almost the exact events happen at one camp and exact events happen at the other. And that's what bugs the hell out of me. Um, yeah, to yeah. where it's like I would just rather erase this movie from my memory, you know, and just watch the 82 because the 82 thing said all the stuff that this movie said. There was no new information. You know, we knew what the thing was. We knew it came from a ship. We knew it was come from a block of ice that got out and killed all the Norwegian cast. We knew mm -hmm. somebody escaped. We what did this film give us? I'm really like really other than the glimpse of inside the spaceship. And, and also the, the metal thing. Yeah, like, there yeah. Really did, okay. There wasn't a thing in the other movie. It just adds to the. It was their twist on the blood thing, right? Yeah. It was their their twist on the um, on the blood scene. So, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's like one of those things. Like, man, I I could just watch. I mean, the thing is beloved, of course. I would just watch that, and I don't need a prequel because the prequel is in the night the John Carpenter's thing. When we get into it, we you know it's there. We don't need mm -hmm. to see it. And yeah, we yeah. discussed that too. It's like seeing it uh, dissolves a lot of the mystery. So, and that's what bugs me a little bit. Sure. I also, so, I, I, I do sort yeah. of like that it's nihilistic in in that way of like she sacrificed her her everything to like stop this thing from spreading, and then it just ended just up like, spreading anyways. Well, it's just like, like the, what Kurt Russell. Yeah, I mean that's what yeah. Kurt Russell's attitude was too. I have to, I'll kill myself so this thing doesn't get out. You know, kind of the same yeah. attitude. You know, it's like. What are you doing different? <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I know, mean, hey, it's it's something yeah. that I I don't regret watching it. It's not like I I want my time back. I mean, I wouldn't mind having it back, but uh, I probably I probably just want to watch something else that was bad. I wanted to so. watch Encino Man instead. And, <laughs> well, that's not and bad. Had a perfectly good evening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that fits the summer theme a little bit more too. <laughs> So Absolutely. somebody give somebody give that thing a bath because it's crusty. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Oh, well, uh, yeah. So overall, I guess we're saying. Did you say didn't like or I don't like, like it? Yeah. This okay. is my first did not like movie. Nice. Yeah. Right. I don't we hate it, but I don't like it. I know. Usually, I'm like the high end of liking everything, but no, I just I don't know. Maybe I yeah. just had a bad. I was in a bad mood, I guess, because I didn't get a nah. chance to see the last 30 minutes of Child's Play. That's probably why. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh... and, and end credits. Our end credits, I'll tell the story. <laughs> we'll have to uh, get into that someday. Uh, all right, so why don't we take a short break here, and then we will come back to talk about a better movie. And 1982 is the thing. Slightly better. This thing can and probably has replicated a person. What? Who? Who? Okay, okay, Kate, Kate, okay, Kate. This is not the time to be yelling fire. Let's stop, gather our thoughts, and discuss this in private. We don't need any private meetings, Doctor. We all want information. There's more. What are those? I think they're fillings from someone's teeth. I found them by a puddle of blood in the shower. A puddle of blood? It can clone cells, but not inorganic material. It couldn't copy these, so it spit them out. We wasted too much time already. Losh! Listen! When I went back to check it, someone had cleaned up the blood. 
Someone had wiped it away. All right, so whatever it is, it is still here. Yeah, so Marco tried to go see it because I saw it and was yeah. like, yeah, dude, it's definitely cool. Yeah, so I'm sitting at home. I have a theater like three miles down the road for me, and I don't go to it because it is kind of dirty, and it's just not – they have like a work release program. Nothing against work release, but that's who works there. Um, not the friendliest of people, not whatever. So I just kind of avoid it. But 9.45 at night, I'm like, I'm going to go see it. So sure. go by myself. I'm sitting there, and I'm about an hour, I don't know, hour 10 minutes into it. And it's just getting good for me. Like, okay, I, I'm just like getting into a, like the kills. He just killed the the janitor dude and whatever, and okay. probably in the most awesome way. All of a sudden, two people run into the movie theater, and like I hear them because I'm sitting in front of everybody. I'm trying to be away from everybody. They run in, and I don't know what's going on, but there's like some kind of commotion. And uh, <laughs> that's not and, good. Uh, yeah, being where I'm at, we hear commotions all the time. Who's getting jumped? Who's getting shot? Whatever. It's just a thing. It, <laughs> nobody cares, right? It's just Marco's a thing. Marco's like, oh, it's just but, another guy getting shot or stabbed. I thought, I thought they were fighting. I thought uh, it was a husband and wife fighting or something. But all I heard was, come on, come on, get out, get out, gas leak. That's what I heard. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I turned around. Everybody, it was about a good 30 people in the theater. They are piling over each other. I mean, almost falling over. Uh, trying to get out and I'm like oh shit I gotta go too so <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who went through the emergency exit <laughs> so, I went through the emergency exit and I think two people followed me to the emergency everybody else went into the lobby um, that's funny okay so now I walk around the movie theater I go to the front and everybody's sitting outside the workers out there and they're like uh, I'm like oh is is everything I'm, I'm expecting gunshots I'm expecting all these things right you don't know anymore these days and I'm like not my oh, yeah. town but why not my town, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was so pissed that I had 30 minutes to the left of the film. But anyway, safety first. Um, walked over there and the workers, right? Yeah, it was a CO2 alarm, CO2 leak that was going off. It wasn't a gas leak, but it was CO2 or whatever. So they evacuated the entire thing. But what was kind of like getting to me was the way it was evacuated. You know, I mean, like I don't know if those guys were workers or what, but they caught they. <laughs> it was like a mini panic. Yeah, um, yeah, just like in the movies, you know, like, come on, come on, we got to go. And, and it's just like, yeah. oh, shit. You know, old lady's I, getting stepped on. <laughs> Practically. Kid got kicked I mean, in the head. <laughs> people were like, I mean, I see people falling downstairs. It's awesome. But at the <laughs> Somebody same time. Somebody threw a chair. <laughs> How'd they get the chair off the ground? What the fuck? Yeah. She has bolted so, <laughs> end of story. Yeah. Um, I have not returned to go see it because, A, I didn't want to sit through another. I didn't want to sit uh, through the beginning of the film. It wasn't bad, but. Um, I still have the free ticket to go back and see it, but I just haven't. And uh, so sure, sure. I have, well, especially because you got to go back to the dirt theater. So, 
I gotta go back there. Like, um, but again, like a surreal experience, right? Like the la- the least thing you expect um, to happen, and it happens just like the movies. It happens just like you would imagine. Uh, uh, like full panic. But the way I situate myself, and st- when I go by myself, I isolate where I sit and pretty cl- away from everybody. I don't want to. I just don't want to look at anybody. So what if uh, what if somebody ran in and they were like, everybody run! Somebody's Google Home just started killing people. <laughs> and you're like, oh fuck! The movie it was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was. It's funny because like CO two league, what you would find everybody just passed out in the theater, like if they didn't say. Anything. Yeah, yeah. No, but they be, see gas leak, and I'm up. like, oh yeah, gas leak. I'm out of here. You yeah. know. Um. So yeah, that was my experience for Child's uh, Play. Uh, still sucks. haven't seen it. Uh. And it was like I said, it was just getting good. It was just getting to the point where like I love, mm-hmm. I absolutely love the kills in that film. But again, if we ever go into it and review it, uh, it just wasn't yeah. stocky and. It wasn't stocky enough. It wasn't gritty. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't scary. You know, like yeah. I think it'll like it'll come up um, when mm-hmm. it comes to VOD because I've been listening to a lot of other yeah. people review it, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm glad that we didn't try to fit it in because so many other people are doing it, and I've yeah, been listening to yeah. everyone's because I'm I'm kind of judging everyone based on whether they liked it or not. Oh, 100 percent. So again, <laughs> I probably will wait until it's VOD to watch the final twenty minutes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I so the way I felt about it is, and this is gonna sound strange, but not strange. But uh, I'm sure most people have seen Joe Dante's Small Soldiers, and yeah. that's gonna remind me of yes. right away, you know. Oh but my God, I let yeah. you say that. I, I just kind of like to watch Small that. Soldiers uh, more than the, the Child's Play movie, but uh, uh-huh. sure. That's only because you know Tommy Lee Jones and Frank Langella. That's that's really about oh, it, oh, really. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think. It's it's good that I'm I'm glad that overall the the opinion is at least that no no one is like saying that it's terrible or well right. I mean people are saying right. it's terrible but it's it's been yeah. better received I, I was 100% than initially because like yeah especially yeah. the the look like the me, look didn't bother me but I know everyone I got past that real fast. was hung up on that yeah. until seeing the movie the and then you're like okay it's fine um, but yeah, no, yeah it's definitely a, a a good movie I'm I'm pretty high on it myself but that's definitely more my type of movie are these goofy types of things like this so i have to see it again to give it a proper placement and i feel like this year has been i've been kind of struggling to find like my favorite movies of the year so it's it's kind of yeah. up there in my favorite 2019 movies right now but i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure i feel like i still haven't seen my favorite movie of the year at least i hope so right well, that's fun definitely right. fun well, yeah exactly know? at least yeah, I hope yeah. So. Uh, but so, so yeah, that was my uh theater, con- uh, my theater going experience. The day I decided to walk yeah. outside, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it eventually. So <laughs> well, that's why we didn't want to talk too much about remake stuff because there's been so much remake stuff been talked about with yeah. that and Pet Cemetery and um I think there was some other but stuff. But Midsummer comes out and I'm I'm 100% in first day Midsummer. That that's my movie. That yeah. might be the favorite of this year to me. I don't know. We'll see. It actually premiered tonight here. Yeah, at the one local theater. I'm not super excited about it, but you know that I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, crazy I loved about Hereditary, Hereditary, so it's oh god. Those, those so, are my, I love those movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's too like serious for me. I I, I it's like you know <laughs> that's not your type. I get it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I love. I, I didn't all, say it was I bad. Any, I just said that it wasn't yeah. necessarily my type of movie. Uh, exactly. I, I think exactly. this one. Just, this one, I think people aren't gonna like as much. It's gonna have like that us effect where. Us. People are gonna go like, oh well, it's not as good as Hereditary, but it's still good. Like people are saying with Us and Get Out. Yeah, but you just have to I look think, at it two separate films. Yeah. I think I might end up liking this one better. So we'll see. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably see it right away. 
Every time I see the bugs yeah. and that girl's decapitated, I think it's like the best feel-good comedy of the year, really. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that part's fun, for sure. <laughs> I like that meme that they have the girl and then has, uh, it says Sunday and it says Mondays, and it's her <laughs> decapitated head with her hands on it. <laughs> I know if I decapitated my sister by accident, I just go home, too, and just chill out for a while, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. It's like, time for bed. I'll deal with this in the morning. Uh, yeah, Mom's gonna I'm be pissed. Tired. Mom's gonna be pissed already. I'm not gonna wake her up too, and she's gonna be double pissed. The... Yeah, let her get her rest, and then Mom's... I'll ruin her day Mom's tomorrow. Mom's already took her and being it's 11:15. <laughs> uh, it's just time to. I hate yeah. to waste it. I hate yeah, to I waste might... it. I might not even wake her up. Who knows how much she's taking? She's got to sleep that shit off. I... Do you think she'll notice? <laughs> <laughs> Who looks in the back seat? Just prop yeah. her up in front of the dinner table with like her head attached by like a garden hoe or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> How's your day, honey? Little fly just buzzing around her head. Yeah. Just got morbid real fast, y'all. I'm sorry about it's, that, but uh, it's like the it's like sure the, did. <laughs> it's like the friend in idle hands where he just like props it on with the yeah. fork from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Like stabs it in there. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, uh, I anticipate I know, Midsummer yeah. being the, the top 2018. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Weekend at Hereditary's. I need yeah, to right. <laughs> get Hereditary. Uh, so, well, why don't we get into our next movie, which is going to be much more upbeat and not a bummer at all. Right. Compared to Hereditary. I'm uh, laughing. Oh, no. It's all good. <laughs> which, uh, that's the only thing you can do with that kind of stuff is just laugh. Uh-huh. Uh, so our second movie is The Thing from 1982. Everyone knows and loves it. If they I don't, drop. then I severely judge them and will probably block <laughs> yeah. them on Facebook. Garbage yeah, film, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the synopsis of this movie is it's um, a group of uh, scientists or research team that is in Antarctica in a base. I'm not 100% sure what they're actually working on. I don't, I don't know if that's ever really given to us or if that even matters or not. But it's, it's this kind of group of guys. You have the helicopter pilots. and wondered the, that, too. I've wondered and that the, too. Because uh, scientists at, yeah, and the military type guys. Yeah. Uh, but so they they're just out there. The movie starts out with a helicopter chasing a dog, shooting out of the helicopter at this dog. It comes to the base. The guy gets out. Doesn't speak English. They don't understand Norwegian. So obviously there's no communication for him to tell him what's wrong. Mm. Shoots a couple of the guys. They kill this guy. Take the dog in. And guess what? The dog has an alien inside of it. And so. Kind of yes. all hell breaks loose from there, and this this alien is basically a, a, a mimic or a shapeshifter or whatever you want to call it, where it can make a perfect replica of any other person or living thing, to the best of our knowledge. And we see that kind of do that in a few forms in this movie, where the, the kind of the big conceit of this movie is you never know if the person is really them or are they yes. the thing. Right. That isolation, paranoia, horror... Also, it's in with the sardine can monster rampaging. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know who's turned to. And it's not just one. It could be multiple. That's what's cool, too. Sure, sure. You and know, and it, the, yeah. the legendary thing about this movie that everyone knows it for, and, and anyone who hasn't seen this movie, I mean, I, obviously, you can't recommend it enough. It's something that yeah, yeah. I think Staple. most people would rate very highly. So uh, the, the, the big standout of this movie is the special effects. But yeah. it's, a, it's almost like the, the tension and the characters are overshadowed by the special effects because I feel like that part of the movie is, is equally as good, which is mm -hmm. really what makes this kind of a modern masterpiece. So, uh, so I guess let's let our, our guest come in here and yeah. I, I know 
you're a big fan of this movie and have seen it a bunch of times and was kind of the the reason that you wanted to jump on the show here with us. Uh, what uh, what do you think about the thing? Well, it's always going to talk about the thing, you know, the, the 82 right. one, of course, and, and the, the 50s one, respectively, but they're, they're really two different movies, if you think about yeah, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's, what's the, any uh, more Coney score is really great. There's lots mm-hmm. of great stuff to talk about for this film, but, you know, um, well, I guess the big highlight of the film is uh, the Rob Bottin special effects, because, you yeah. know, these are, this is all practical. Didn't have no yes. CG back in these days, so it took ingenuity to yeah. build this stuff, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, all animatronics and everything, a lot of moving mm-hmm. parts in this shit. Some of it's genuinely terrifying, like, uh... Yeah. yeah. Everybody remembers the, um, the heart pedal scene, uh... Yes. Goes right through and uh, turns into teeth and bites his arms, and that's, uh, yeah. that's amazing stuff, and that's all well and good, you know, but you got, you got great performances in this film, too. You got yeah. Keith David always looking sharp, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Russell, you know, uh, mm-hmm. RJ, RJ McCready. Yep. Looking, yes. uh... One thing this film pulled off so well... Is they really pl- played, you know, how frigid, frigidly cold it was in the same yes. place that they were about, I don't know, two miles away, mm-hmm. and because the hair, when it, especially when they're outside for a long time, the hair where they come back, it's literally frozen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They well, like where, have to wear goggles when they're outside and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's definitely brutal. Whereas the Norwegians' hair and the, the Americans' hair at that camp are just perfect, like they just came out of the shower or something, and yes, it's, it's uh, absolutely. But really, they, yeah. they, they really play this like this. There's really no way to get warm, and that's why they mentioned in the other film the creature was looking for some place to get warm, obviously. Right. And uh-huh. this, um, this one, yeah, it, it, there's, there's no exception that the the cold is almost the character in the film. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, it's just it's just all great. I and mean, I don't want to give away too much, you know, in my opinions, but it, it is a stone cold classic and. Right. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, I, I suggest you hit the pause button and go, yeah. go go spend that money. There's multiple editions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one is definitely not impossible to find like a lot of stuff is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so, I still have to get my hands on the arrow disc because I actually have uh, friends that have a commentary on there. So. Oh, that's cool. Colleagues, yeah, I just, if you will. I just have the, the basic bitch Blu-ray that has like one commentary on it or something. But I actually won it in a contest from uh, from Joey Colombo from the Horror Mafia from that's, one of his old podcasts. That's a good nice. price right there. So, yeah, right. <laughs> I had like just a shitty DVD and then they had some kind of contest years ago and I entered and won. I was like, yes, now I got a Blu-ray, bitch. It actually looks good. It just doesn't have any extras. Right, so. right. But uh, what about you, Marco? I know mm. you probably have a longer history. I... I I'm a more recent, like I had never seen this movie until maybe like five or six years ago or something like that. Like when I first oh, wow. got into horror, yeah. it was one of the first movies I saw, but I don't remember oh, seeing this as a kid. I might've seen it, but I just don't remember having seen it. Yeah. So. Um, I, I, I remember seeing it as a kid and I remember, like I said, vividly, the special effects were nightmarish to me uh, growing mm-hmm. up. Like, holy, this is, and it's like one of those things where like CG to me, it's, it's nothing compared to this movie is like, I go back and say, uh, if you yeah. want scary special effects, if you want stuff that's going to kind of like torment you a little bit, the head stretching, the head, uh, the dog uh, with the, with the, all the tentacles coming out of it. Um, yeah, like, like you said, with the face the, peels back like banana peels or whatever. Yeah. Weird. Everything is different. Like I said, you cannot mm-hmm. pinpoint this monster in the film. It's, it's such a clusterfuck of, of all kinds of things that, that takes your DNA until it takes over you completely were flawless but that transition mm-hmm. was great um, yeah so one of those things like uh, uh, of growing up was that was uh, was that was scary the special effects was scary I, I didn't 
know too much growing up the film about the acting and the actual plot of the film. All I remember was, holy shit, this movie is terrifying, just gross, uh, <laughs> you know, in a greatest way possible. Um, not until later on in life where I was like watching it over and over again that I got like got the plot of it. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, the acting is superb. The, the attention to detail is one thing that I look for in every movie now, especially in cold settings. Are we going to see breath? Is it liquid breath? Is it real cold out there? Are they on set? Yeah. Like, are they really in Antarctica here? Like, real, like you know, uh, you tell those things, you tell those things to yourself. And yes, this movie, the attention to detail is there. It's all there. Like, spared no expense on that. You can tell mm -hmm. what movies are made on a soundstage, and they. Yeah, I've seen movies where they CG the fog in the mouth, you know, and it's just like, oh <laughs> that just my, doesn't look good for anybody. Yeah, that's just like horrible, and um, I, I, and it really takes me out of it. So growing up with this movie, watching it almost yearly, you know, and it's really no specific time of year that I watch this movie. It's just on when it's on TV. I have the DVD, pop it in, blah blah blah. Um, it's like one of those things. I, I don't think I go six months without watching it just because it's cool. Um, but sure, sure. to yeah, and, and, but it, it, and here's one thing, though. I don't know what they're researching. I still don't. Maybe I just haven't researched what they're researching. Because, yeah, again, it's like, they have... It's like you never pay attention because... <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah. movie starts with the fucking helicopter. Yeah. And so then immediately they're already in crisis what-the-fuck mode. And so we, we I don't think there's the a whole Norwegians lot of... know why the Norwegians are there, but we don't know why the Americans are There's not a lot of, like, there. work going on because they're just like... Yeah. Oh shit! You know this guy got shot. Oh, what's going on? McCready wants to go up to his thing and play chess and get drunk. Yeah. Uh, they feel like maybe they should go fly over and check out the base. And really, the whole time they're just immediately thrown into mm -hmm. sort of a crisis mode, and which just keeps getting more and more chaotic right. as as the movie goes on. I mean, so yeah, they're heavily armed. They got flamethrowers. They got <laughs> they've got a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's definitely going. a military presence. <laughs> right, exactly. So that would again, kind. when we get into our kind of like complaints and stuff, that would be like the only thing, but that's that's uh we'll get into that, but uh uh mm -hmm. I don't know, man. This is a classic. This is like a staple of horror. Oh, sure. also any anything that Drew Struzan, the famous poster artist draws as uh the theatrical release poster for any movie, what she did the thing. Um okay. I'm immediately a fan of because he did all the Star Wars and he had Jones Back to the Future, you okay. name it, all the greatest films ever. And to have and this one is one of his repertoires of one of his first ones he did. And uh, so that's almost like a staple for me for best around stuff, you know, Drew yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So like I said, I hadn't seen this until because I'm, I guess people that listen to the show know that I am mm -hmm. a, a more recent horror fan within the less less than 10 years that I've really been like deep into watching horror movies but i'm glad you but, went to uh, this movie as one of those beginners you know, yeah yeah well and absolutely it was like i knew what all the stuff was and i feel mm -hmm. like i kind of started listening to horror podcasts when i got into horror pretty much right away mm -hmm. and obviously podcasts are good about telling you like oh these are the best movies and whatever so i did see this one early on i remember the first time i saw it being like oh you know all the effects and stuff are cool but it felt so dense that I I didn't I didn't love it as much the first time I saw it mm -hmm. and then watched it again and was like oh okay no now I now I get it like sure, because sure. I think like Gary had said and I had said that you have such great characters you have great storyline you have great uh, sets you have great uh, special effects like it's just so many good things that you're yeah. kind of overwhelmed yes. and you're like oh wait what who where's 
wait a minute. What? Oh, there's another monster. Oh wait, no, there's another monster. What the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, I ended up really falling in love with this movie after watching it a couple times and have watched it multiple times now. And, um, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things that you, you can't escape it as a horror fan. It's, it's such a like staple of horror, mm-hmm. um, uh, call back to the podcast. I forget which episode number it was, but when I had Darren Wilson on for my friends to the end series, and it was one of the early episodes, him and I had did a theme of our favorite movies to watch under the influence of herbal refreshments right. or whatever yes. the hell we called it at the time. And uh-huh. this is so crazy because neither one of us shared our lists before the show. And both of us had this movie as our number two out of five movies that nice. we picked. I was like, how do we both have out of all the movies in the world? Like it wasn't even just horror. It was any movies in the whole fucking world. Right. Right. And right. This was both of our number two. Like that's that, just crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, just a, a really like a great time. Um, so, uh, I mean, wh- where do you start with this movie? I don't think we really need to right. talk about the plot or any of that kind of stuff, obviously. But, um, uh, Gary, what uh, what are some just kind of like highlight moments, I guess, some of your favorite things that really stand out to you every time you watch it or the stuff that you're like, oh, here it comes. I got to I got to put my shit down, and pay attention. Uh, anytime Brimley loses his shit is <laughs> some of the best parts of this movie, because, you know, yeah. if it's. Uh, anytime Wilford Brimley's on anything, yeah. it's worth paying attention. You don't know if he's got the thing in him. You, well, you find out eventually, but the part where he's just breaking up the radio and stuff because he's afraid yeah. that, like, I guess the commies are going to use the radio or something because he's just... <laughs> yeah. Gruff old man. Lock these, lock these fucking things. You know, well, and that's great, that. too, because he's not. he doesn't even actually have the thing in him at that no, point. No, he just witnessed. And yeah. he just becomes a threat on his own because he's crazy. Because they, 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 they look like us. <laughs> Child, go see if he got to the tractor. Nobody gets in and out of here. Nobody. You got it, Dickhead. Most of you don't know what's going on around here. Hold on, damn well. He got most of the chopper on the tractor. And he's killed the rest of the dogs. You think that thing wanted to be an animal? No dog making a thousand miles to the coast. No, you don't understand. That thing wanted to be us. They put him. In, they put him in the shed. It's like one of the most saddest things ever. When when they open the thing and oh, yeah, he comes back to he's see. He's got the deuce hanging down, like he's gonna kill himself, and like yeah. you know. He's like, I'm I like. I'm all right now. now. Yeah. yeah. I know it was. Oh, that you is. You watch a great Clark. Part. You watch him close. Oh, Brimley's amazing. Yep. Yes. Um, T.K. Yes. Carter on his roller skates is awesome. You know. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah. Just, I would definitely wear yeah. roller skates around that base. Who put of the course. nasty, who put the nasty drawers in my kitchen garbage? He's, he's <laughs> that, you know, yep. oh man, that guy. I, I remember that guy from like Punky Brewster and um, early, <laughs> early, early Saved by the Bell when it was Miss Bliss's class, and you know, um, yes. that guy's amazing. T- t- Tom, um, the guy, not Tom Waits, 
the the way Tom waits, Tom, Tom G waits, uh, the one from the Warriors in this movie. Just yeah. the, the characters, they they work so well, and of course the the blood scene is done much better in in this movie than it is in the other movie because <laughs> oh, you just yeah, have yeah. a bunch right. of grumpy, gruff, cold old men just getting more angry as the time went on, and yep, yep. That's one of the best things about this movie is is, is time goes on, they become much and much more yes. much more uh, paranoid of each other, and just despising each other in a way, you know. And hostile, yeah. I don't want to spend all winter tied to this fucking couch, you know. It, right. It, right. It's, it's oh, like yeah, yeah. so good, man. It, it's yeah. just, just the tension between the characters. It, it seems so fluid and mm-hmm. man. I was I was mentioning to Marco too. Have you ever seen the South Park episode when they do the blood scene and that? All right, lock that door, Craig. What's this about, Cartman? I've come up with a test that can determine if it was any of us who had the head lice. We're gonna find out once and for all who had head cooties. Lice feed on a person's blood, and just like mosquitoes, they leave behind small traces of their saliva in the host's bloodstream. That saliva is monochromagnic. So if an infected person's blood is touched by this hot metal coil, say, that person's blood will jump 10 meters into the air. Really? That's retarded. You didn't come up with that experiment, Carmen. You saw it in that movie, The Thing. This is a scientific test designed to... You saw it in The Thing, and you're wasting everyone's time. I thought you might say that, Cal. Because you don't want to take the test, do you? Nobody's blood is going to jump up in the air. If it isn't going to work, then what are you afraid of? The only person who wouldn't want to take the test is somebody who is worried it might work and reveal that they were the ones with lice. Yeah, that's true. I have no problem taking the test. I have nothing to hide. Yeah, me neither. All right, fine. I'll do the dumb test. Everyone take a Petri dish and a syringe. We need at least 30 cc's of blood from each one of you. All right, now everyone back over there. We'll start with what I already know. Well, guess that proves Eric wasn't the one with head lice. It doesn't prove anything. Yeah? Let's just see what your blood does, Cal. Huh, I guess you're clean. You guys, we better go. Recess is almost over. It's all right, won't take much longer to... What the hell? Kenny! No way. You were right all along, Eric. It was Kenny. Of course I was right. I told you only poor people get lice. The, the, the head lice one or the... the yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they, they're testing for lice He's to got find out who has it. and everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, fucking South Park. <laughs> it was great. I have to reference South Park in like every episode, so... Oh, of course. I was like, oh, perfect. Well, there's, um, there's the Trapper Keeper one too, where in, in which Cartman gets to the, the the electronic Trapper Keeper that absorbs everything, and that's it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, we are Trapper Keeper, Kyle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, I love the the monsters in this movie are yeah, such yeah. a standout. Obviously, um, I love the one that's like the upside down head with the spider yes. legs and shit. Yes. I don't even know yes. how they do some of this stuff. This is one of those movies more so than almost any other movie. When you watch it and you're like, mm-hmm. how is that actually real stuff that they didn't have computers? Like, I still they, don't. Yeah. I still can't is, figure it is out. Is there magic? Is it like, is the guy a wizard? Did he make a deal with the devil? <laughs> Are like, apparently real? this movie <laughs> fucked him up too. Cause he didn't do a lot of work after this and he doesn't even like do interviews or something I heard. And like, he's pretty, Oh wow! Pretty like checked that, out of it. That came out of somebody's head though. That, that somebody made that. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's so insane. 
but yeah, I think I had heard that he had been like hospitalized over working too many hours and from exhaustion and, and all kinds of shit from the, just making this movie. He almost killed himself to make this wow. stuff happen. It's, I mean, so it's we thank a him forever for staple. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rob Bottin. <laughs> yeah. You are an American hero. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what about you, Marco? Any like favorite monsters or anything uh, like that? The um, the upside, the, you know, the 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 head spider that was awesome. Um, but the that the, the blood scene, you know, when they were doing a thing and the guys were tied to them, and then when the guys you know, turning into a monster and they're all tied and just freaking out, that always got to me as like a very scary moment. You know, like yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Keith David, he's there, he's there, he's like, get me out of this thing, I don't let me, you know, as the monsters yeah. deforming next to him, and that's like. Holy yeah, the shit. thing fucking jumps out of the bowl. Like, yes. That's, and that's... It just freaks you out. It's, it still makes yeah, me jump. Yeah, exactly. It made me jump, and I knew it was coming. <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> the look on Keith David's face, I was like, y'all crackers are disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, come on now. I know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the tensions between the, the people, um, a lot of things, stand, like I said, the monsters stand out for me the very most. And the fact that there's not one, and it was multiple... You know, it could be multiple. It could have been in all of them. It could have been in one, you know, and, uh, and they all what were different a, too. And they know. all were different. And that's the whole key. It's like, what a great challenge for a special effects makeup guy or a special effects artist. And I'm sure they had some direction, but they go, you know what? This monster is whatever you really want it to be. Like take all mm -hmm. these limbs, jam it together, uh, and go crazy with it. When the head's stretching and all of a sudden you got the head thing and it's like four arms and the chest bursts open and it's like, uh, just so cool. And I remember, uh, like, one thing, like I said, when when I was growing up with this movie and not really knowing the plots to it, I just, the monster, when they were dissecting it, the one that they found in the snow, um, the realization that it was, all, it was a human. It was all human organs. It was like, this is a monster, but it's a human monster. And that is scary. You know, that's like um, something that sits with me a lot, with especially with this movie, because it's not really straightforward. We don't know what we're dealing with. It's like the alien kind of deal you know so a lot of those subplots you know are, are memorable in my eyes versus actual scenes like this the movie mm -hmm. just works you know it just works like like the isolation the cabin fever if you will the coldness all these elements um are such a threat and again i don't know what the hell they're doing there but it, it and it but that doesn't ruin it for me you know knowing not knowing yeah. what they're they're doing it just i don't I don't care because again you're right they get thrust into this thing from the very first seconds of the movie and it just goes downhill from there yeah yeah and i know gary mentioned the thing with the dogs oh we god about the other movie and you had mentioned the the dog effect too a little bit but even that mm -hmm. that whole scene with the dog like the yeah. thing comes in and they're like what the fuck is going on and all those like spaghetti strings yes. fucking shoot out of the thing's face and are going all over the place yes and then the the dogs are so freaked out that they're actually chewing through the chain link fence and ripping it apart fantastic to get out of there it's it's i know it's insane how are they chewing through the fence it's crazy i, I know what i fear <laughs> that's that, that scene is when the dog first comes in and yeah. you you guys oh, have yeah. dogs i'm sure you, yes, know, yeah. you know, they know when something don't smell right. Well, right. They're all sitting way far away from this other, from the thing itself. Yes. You know, yes. They, they know something's wrong with this freaking animal. It's not yeah. an animal. Yeah. What is this thing? Exactly. That instinct. <laughs> mm -hmm. that, and that dog just sits in the middle of the room and the other, the other ones are just like not moving, not looking. And uh, you get that sense. Even the guy who brought him in was like, oh, okay, this guy's weird. Yeah. Right. Uh, starts shooting its digestive jizz all over the other dog. I know. To like See, melt that, it. Okay. 
if you want to compare and see the and the and the remake or the prequel, the thing was just like physically killing people, throwing a th- throwing an arm and going through someone's chest and killing them, right? Yes, and this yeah. one, and this movie, everything the thing touched wanted to absorb and become that thing. Um, what's the tagline for this movie? It's warmer in the inside or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say it's something like that. It's like. That the, sounds gross. Yeah, it's like because it, because it, the thing is is an organism that wants to survive and goes into other people. It's not necessarily there the, to maliciously kill people. It's there to take you over and survive. You know, that's what it wants to do. And that's what's uh, great about it. According to IMDb, it just says, anytime, anywhere, anyone. Oh. That's the tagline, according to IMDb. But. Oh, okay. I, I kind of swear there was another tagline, like it's warmer on the inside. Yeah, maybe and from that, a poster it, or something. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a tagline on a poster because, again, that makes it warmer on the inside. You know, it's inside your body. Yes, it says, come inside of me. Oh, well, your digestive that's a di- whole different movie. Whole the, different the, movie. Tag, the tagline is, we're all pink on the inside. A.K.A. <laughs> <laughs> a- 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 I thought they smelled bad on the outside. You know, yes, I, yeah. that's the wrong movie. I'm sorry. You know. Right. Yes. Uh, that was a, the, that's our after-hour talk. The wrong, the wrong uh, 80s hero guy. <laughs> You uh, say hero, was... I say a whiner, okay? It's all I'm saying. <laughs> his, his hero credentials are questionable. Um, Not in my book. But uh, <laughs> I, I love the uh, just the, that he has the chess king thing, and he, he gets pissed yeah. off at that and dumps the alcohol in it. Well, I, I thought, I go, well, shit, there goes your entertainment for like forever. I don't know how long you're there, but that's all you had looking forward to. And know, you destroyed right? your computer because you lost in chess. Yeah, well, they beat him, fucking bitch. <laughs> thing cheated, he said. Poured whiskey in it, yeah. Yeah. Great. And uh, I love that he was recording himself. I was I was like, he's kind of like doing a podcast right now. <laughs> it's like a solo podcast. You could tell. Call, calls back to a little trouble, big trouble in little China when he's doing sort of the yeah, podcast for, on the CB radio. Yeah, radios. the monologue yeah, on yeah. the CB radios, yes. Right. I'm going to hide this tape when I'm finished. If none of us make it, at least there'll be some kind of record. The storm's been hitting us hard now for 48 hours. We still have nothing to go on. One other thing. I think it rips through your clothes when it takes you over. Windows found some shredded long johns, but the name tag was missing. They could be anybody's. Nobody, nobody trusts anybody now. We're all very tired. Nobody trusts anybody now. There's nothing else I can do. Just wait. R.J. McCready, helicopter pilot, U.S. Outpost number 31. You could tell throughout the film, though, that they've been there a long time, and, like, they're all ready mm-hmm. to get out of there, but they're all stuck in because of the storm, I guess. But Because they eventually, yeah. they, like, they have, like, their video, like, their makeshift mm-hmm. VCR with old stuff on it, like, oh, I watched this one already. Yeah, because yes. you probably watched them all about five times in a row or something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're correct. That's a JMB setting, by the way, too, with the the, the chess uh, thing. You know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because 
there was something else that they had mentioned when the radio was out and they were saying that they had to wait until a certain season or something. So it definitely implied that they were planning that they were going to be there for many months and had been there for a while. So, so there is some mention of that too, which that's cool that they kind of established that. And I mean, we haven't really talked about the direction of this, but I mean, for, for being in this little base, it's so well laid out and and established. I feel like, you know, all the little areas in the, in the different corners of the place and, and where everybody is. I feel like it's definitely, I mean, that's Carpenter's thing is he's great with the moving cameras and, and yeah. the long hold and then follow somebody through a she, through a scene to kind mm-hmm. of establish everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love that. And there's also, it's funny because you, Gary mentioned the score part. Uh, there's, there's parts where you're like, there's those little like Carpenter beats just thrown in here and there. The doom, doom, right. Doom, doom. Yes. And you're like, oh wait, what, is he doing some Carpenter reference here? Like what's going on? <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, just uh, I, I love that part of it, too. Uh, well, so I don't know. Anybody have any other, well, any I other like like, highlights you that, want to point out? I, just the fact that how it ended. I like how it ended. Like, hmm, yes, I yeah, mean, yeah. kind of thrown out there, not a definitive answer. We don't know if one of them have turned or we know that they're there to die. That's kind of given. Right. But again, we, you know, the screen goes black to the point where. We don't know if anybody survived or rescued them or whatever, but just that sure. knowing of they're there to die, you know, is kind of cool. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you hear theories about one was drawing breath and the other one wasn't, and Sean yeah. Carpenter says, I had no intention on doing that. You're thinking too much into this. And, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Carpenter's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's denied that, yeah. the, like, he won't tell anyone what he won't, like, give a definitive answer on the ending. Isn't that what I've heard that, I feel? Yeah, is that true? John, I've, I've, I've exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. John Carpenter is one of those guys. Like, we, what I do in my personal life, I, I theory craft everything, and I just read into, yes. you know, things all the time. And he's the type of guy. If you ask him, he'll just give you a straight up answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. care. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Not, no, like it's just like burst your bubble on purpose, and he likes it, and I love yep. that about him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I, I like that too about the ending and. Um, I, I always, uh, I like to think of after this, do you guys think that it was stopped? Do you think that it kept going? Like, what do you guys like to imagine happened after this movie? It's, it's still in play. So I think mm-hmm. that you're, it's one of those you left to up to your own devices. Yeah. Is it yeah, yeah. Childs? Is it McCready? You're not meant to know. It's just one of those things like they're going to wait it out until something happens. Sure. And or it, even it, not not in either one of them, but still just like alive in some half-dead person. I mean, it could, it could be base, one of them, right? and, it, and it probably yeah. is, but the fact that they it leaves it open-ended, and John yes. Carpenter just says, you know what, just just, just watch the movie. And just you just think deal it's with it. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's in the dialogue. He like, said uh, even Keith David. Go ahead, sorry, Gary, you can finish. Like, I don't think Jordan Peele's like the greatest filmmaker ever, but he's honest with people. Like he does like those like Reddit videos, like live yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. He yes. takes questions from fans, giving theories that are way far fetched. Like you're thinking way too much into this. So <laughs> right, I respect right. I respect him for that, for humoring yeah, yeah. them, but telling him at the same time, you know what, you're you're I appreciate this, but you're thinking way too far into this. You know, yeah, right, right, yeah, it, it, sure, sure, it's. Uh, to me, it's in the dialogue, and it, it even it even said. I think even Keith David's character even said it in there. He says, uh, "The base is heated up because of all the fire, but once the fire goes down, this thing's going to be iced over." And there was mention of, you know, this thing's just going to freeze like it was before, and then wait to be discovered maybe in another hundred thousand years. 
So that's how I left it open. Even at the end, it's just the thought of those two guys, even if none of them were infected, they were going to die. They were going to freeze to mm -hmm. death. And so was the uh, organism was going to freeze to be thawed out again, just like the prequel or just like, you know, actually not even the prequel in this movie. That's exactly what happened. It was thawed out and, yeah, it, right. and it survived it. So that's where I've left. Like it was the, the, we, we watched an isolated event happen in Antarctica that had no resolution. It, it began the same where it ended the same way it began. There was mm -hmm. nothing really um, definitive about it other than right, right. more researchers coming across this base to see what happened. And it would start over, eventually maybe take over the world. So yeah, that, that's where I sure. think that like us, you know, wins over get out. People say, oh, I didn't like it. Well, you know what? He didn't explain everything to you. And I don't think he needed to. And it left it really yeah, open-ended. If you mm -hmm. if you watch Get Out, he explains every little niche of what's going on, every little yes. little thing, and like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't need that, you know. I didn't need it enough, and it, it turned out really well. Like my mother watched a movie, she's like, well, "What's gonna? I'm not gonna tell you what's gonna happen next because she sees more bonkers as this film goes on." So just watch it. Yes, you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sure, sure. You see, what we're talking about here is an organism that imitates other life forms, and it imitates them perfectly. When this thing attacked our dogs, it tried to digest them absorb them and in the process shape its own cells to imitate them this for instance that's not dog it's imitation we got to it before it had time to finish finish what finish imitating these dogs uh cool well why don't we go around and uh and we can give our sort of final thought and, and rating on this one then unless anyone has any other specific moments or anything you wanted to point out uh if we're good on that then i can i i guess i'll start us off you guys good yeah yeah i just again now so cool i know right <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me so uh for me i'm gonna have to start with i had to clear my throat there because i'm gonna say this is <laughs> the best around nothing's ever gonna keep it down <laughs> Everyone likes when I sing that. Uh, yeah. It's come up, I think, once before. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's just a, it's such a, a classic movie. I mean, it definitely falls somewhere within my top 20, if not top 10 horror movies. Mm -hmm. uh, top 20, maybe even just all genres of movies. Um, it's, it's hard to really flaw too much of anything in this movie. I mean, you could tell that it took work. It took intelligence. It took yes. sort of love and, and insight to craft things in a in a great way it took commitment from all these actors to be a part of this because i'm sure in addition to all this time that the fucking guy had to spend making the special effects they're all standing around waiting for the shit and and getting it done to them and whatever so you know it's a commitment from everybody it's a team effort yeah oh 100%. something like this was made with with passion and love and it it shows and it is really just a masterpiece of of all of all time movies really that's why it's you know that's why it's the best around yep. uh so what do you what do you think gary oh it's 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 a it's a joy to watch you know any any day of the week you know summer summer uh cold time outside it's it's hot mm -hmm. right now and i i love to watch the movie anyway that's mm -hmm. a stone cold classic it gets a top tier Nice. Uh, being one of the best around. Yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. I'm going to win Tina Turner, but I'm not going to do that, okay? It's just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember if you had said you. You had seen this movie since you were a kid. Yeah, um, 
no longer see, history I, with I, it. I think a lot of people saw this late. It's like it's a flop for one thing. So sure, not a sure. lot of folks saw it in the theater. They saw it in a home video, like much like myself, probably the late teens, probably. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pushing forty now, so it's been a while. So. Sure, yeah. Yeah, because that was, I mean, the one that I saw was Big Trouble in Little China. I saw it like a million times and I never saw this one. Uh, but that was obviously more appealing to a younger audience and seemed like that one was more of an HBO special. Like that was on HBO a lot and shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Marco? Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely did not see this in the movie theater. I was way, I was too young. I was like uh, six, yeah. seven years old. Um, but movie theater, I mean, uh, of course, VHS, HBO. HBO back in the day was the shit. So, and my parents are very, very liberal. They let me watch a lot of stuff, so I watched it with them. And uh, yeah, um, if you want to cue the drums and the music, because uh, it is definitely the best around. And it's, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's just it, it's it's all everything the staple of of horror. The fact that you recognize it as like these are people who made this movie as a passion project really shows. And it, it to me this type of movie i don't know about the times like in the early 80s if it was gutsy or not but i still say for today's films it's gutsy to do to even like attempt this kind of movie if this movie was to be made today um mm-hmm. because you know the the special effects are disturbing brilliantly they're brilliantly disturbing there it's, yeah, yeah. it's i just feel like Hollywood executives rather see somebody's throat get cut or decapitated rather than seeing a deformed monster uh, stretch somebody in head and stuff. I don't know what, what, <laughs> why they stray away from these type of films. Um, or maybe I'm just not catching them. You know, I know they're not mainstream, but right. maybe like, like I say, we do a lot of independent films too, and, and I don't see a lot of this um, balls out going nuts because I don't know. Is it cheesy nowadays? If you saw a modern thing. Or is it something uh, that can only work as a, a classic? You know what I mean? No, I think I think that stuff, the 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 Lovecrafty type of stuff with the, mm-hmm. it, I think it struggles to succeed on a high level because it takes such a commitment to either do it practical yeah. or when you do it with a lot of CGI stuff, then it looks shitty. So well, well like Gary said, it uh, could be. Uh, were like the thing, like I said, it wasn't a huge, it wasn't a huge success. It became a cult classic later in life, and yeah, that yeah. Well, maybe like that's the fear of modern. We mentioned earlier the movie The Void, and I know that one kind of falls sort of well, into this category. It depends on the tone of the film, I think, because if you look at a film yeah. like Slither, which came out, you know, when it did, mm-hmm. I think two thousand five or something. Okay. The, the effects are really hokey, but then again, so is the tone of the film. So you accept. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That, like the tentacle stuff and the worms that look really crappy because it's it's comedy. It's you're gonna laugh anyway. Right. So yeah, 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 yeah. But remember that movie yes, Leviathan? Yeah. You guys see Leviathan? Oh, it's been so long. I never did. It's it's it reminds me of this, but an underwater thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Not as direct as like yeah. It's it's not as direct. Like the thing is very like okay. It really takes DNA. But the Leviathan, if I remember correctly. It does morph, like, it, it kills you and absorbs you. So the next person it kills, it absorbs that person. So you have, like, uh, you know, 50 arms, legs, heads, all these things going around. But it, it's fantastic. I just remember watching that going, like, this is, like, the underwater thing. It's great. Because they drink rum out of an old chest they found in a deep sea. It's great. Um, but, yeah, so. Yeah, I didn't see that one. 10 out of 10. The thing is, is a staple, it's... man. It's it's definitely in my top 20. If we ever revised our top 10 list, I might 
put it, put it. And I don't think I put it in my top ten. Um, and it's not because I didn't want to. It's just that there's so much I, to. I didn't do that because right. I had two other Carpenter movies. Which it's is so on, hard, that, dude. <laughs> that gets into our whole other Carpenter show because I did the thing with They Live, and then I said, well, yeah. I, Maybe it's not a horror, so maybe I'd take it out of my top ten. So. Right, right, right. I don't right. know if we ever revisit that. That will be interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it almost has to be like a top ten carpenter because you know yeah, right. he he could dominate a top ten list no no matter what. Like we said, the guy is the master of horror for a reason. Well, yeah. Right. So surprisingly, I I saw Starman for the first time last year, and that got pushed oh. up high. That got pushed up higher on my list because I saw Starman. I really enjoyed it. So great. Yeah, Starman. Not, awesome. not horror, but I'll tell you. No. It's, sure. good. It's, it's it's more of a drama more you know it's funny it's sad it's all this right, stuff right. but such a great great well memoirs of the invisible man we we talked about that on the show saying like this is something that it's not a horror film but it's a carpenter to me it's one of carpenter's greatest movie like, not greatest but like a really good drama that he it did is, that right. it's not it horror. has like an inner space charm to it like people yes who, i love that inner space. you know but yeah like it was just like that's when chevy chase wasn't cheesy <laughs> If that makes sense, uh, I don't know. I, I like that movie a lot. Um, and when I saw that movie in the theater, I did not know it was a Carpenter film till later on. I have never actually seen that one. It's entertaining. Someday, Sam Neill's in it too, and uh, you know Sam Neill's nice. awesome. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap up the show here. And before we do so, I uh, definitely want to thank Gary for thank you, man. coming in on, on one day's notice to help us out. Yes. Uh, it's not that Marco and I could have talked about this because we watched the movies and we'd done shows by ourselves, but I felt like to to do a classic like The Thing, it was it's something that I wanted to at least include one other person in on the talk because I know everyone mm-hmm. likes to talk about classics like that. So, so thank you for taking the time to... Uh, jump in here last minute that was really cool i hope we've entertained you people <laughs> i'm sure they're uh, well if they're still listening hopefully they're entertained or else they're just a glutton for punishment <laughs> no it's, it's uh, a pleasure it's first time on the show and i appreciate uh the invite man for sure yeah okay. yeah i know you and i've talked a few times and we did the one other thing together yep. but uh it, it hadn't quite lined up and it's just you know we we both know so many people that mm-hmm. that also do this shit that it's hard to get everybody on oh yeah Scheduling uh, is rough. It's, yeah, it's just a matter of time, absolutely. actually. So perfect. Uh, before we go, do you want to let everyone know what uh, what your podcast adventures are these days and where they can find you? Uh, the shows, uh, Sin Beef Podcast. It's a multi genre show, much like this show. We do, do many things on there, usually themed episodes. Uh, nice. the, the latest one, the you should hear, is uh, one of which Court and I do uh, three. Um, like devils, like uh, devils deals type television uh, episodes. We do a, do a thriller, a Twilight Zone episode of the Monkees, and it was a lot of fun to do. Um, that's that should be the next one that you hear on your on your uh, your listening. I have other other cool. shows that we've done that I haven't edited yet because I've been so behind. Because you know when it gets hot outside, you don't want to put your headphones on your head to to edit because it's all that much more hot and right. It's, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Um, Two Minimum Commentaries is coming to an end of sorts. Um, basically, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not cutting them loose. It's going to sound really disgusting. I'm cutting them loose. No, basically, <laughs> the, the co-hosts I have now are the same co-hosts that are on NFW Commentaries on uh, Horophilia. So right. just to, to spice things up, to mix things up, um, I'm ending that arc of the show, and I'm bringing some other people in to do some commentaries with you just to make it a little more unique than... Um, yeah, yeah. For sure, the, the ones that you're listening to now, which are, are good, they're really good. Don't get me wrong. We got some. Like, the last few we got are some 
some real gems. And um, yeah, I get that though. I just want to mix it up a little bit, and it's just nothing personal. My co-host, we still work together, and uh, so don't think that I I didn't fire anybody. So it's just, right, it's right. just kind of working out that way. <laughs> uh, one last thing that I'll mention is um, this doesn't happen till December though, but I got the page set up already for it. Uh, Fleas and Flicks charity auction. It's a memorabilia auction in which all the proceeds go to the South Suburban Humane Society. I've uh, posted some items that I've got donations from people already, and uh, only because I've been, I've been pushing it to, to, to get donations mm-hmm. early before con season happens, and that comes very soon. Um, so check that out. There's some, some pretty good genre stuff in there so far. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I hope you guys have. Yeah, I've seen a couple cool. of them already. Go check it out. Pretty cool. Uh, that's about it, really. Twitter, all that good stuff. Go check it out. Yeah, and and you, I mentioned at the top of the show that you're also on the Legion podcast yes, network with us as well. Yeah. So all, all on so Legion. You can uh, you can get all of your shows just through the regular feed there, or obviously just by looking them up to find uh, Cinema B for Two Drink Minimum or whatever. Yeah. Oh, other shows. You yeah, know, the, is, the Burning for Springwood. That's on the that's on the Cinema B feed. Uh, you can okay. listen to us talk about those shitty Freddy's Nightmares episodes that we <laughs> we love to loathe people, okay? Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. I uh I like to kind of have different different versions of the show all on the same feed is is kind of a fun way to do it too. Uh so I guess for us, uh we already mentioned the Legion Podcast Network and also we are on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network where you can also find Marco's other podcast, the Sarlacc Digest. Yes. Uh, do you guys have any uh, any big Star Wars news coming up or whatever? I know we're pretty far away from the actual movie. So. Yeah, right now we're kind of like uh, in between things, right? We just finished up all our commentaries of all of the uh, everything that's out there in the new canon um, yes, yeah. ending with Last Jedi. So like our next episode we're actually recording tomorrow. Uh which I'm sure will be out before this show uh, goes out, but uh, we're going to just run rampart on theory crafting on stuff that we know. Uh, we reached out to the audience and got some you know, information from them on what they want to talk about. And then we take a cool. slight break um, in the month of July until after Comic-Con and see whatever happens at Comic-Con. Uh, and then it's going to heat up because then we'll get Disney Plus in November, which is The Mandalorian. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. And we're, that should oh, be cool. I cannot wait for that. And then, of course, our uh, rumor has it where we might get a trailer at Comic-Con. Like a, another, not a teaser trailer, but a full-on trailer at Comic-Con. Oh, okay. Or, or at D23, which runs, I think, in August. I'm not sure. But um, so we're just kind of kicking back right now in between news, uh, filling the time with theory crafting. Yeah. Nice. We could talk forever about Star Wars. I mean, it's, we don't even need news. We could just like, sit in a room and just talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you guys have had a lot of those episodes yeah. for us. Not <laughs> just uh, – on a specific thing per se, right, uh, right? And then for us, as far as uh, in the future, oh, I guess I should finish mentioning our our network affiliation. So the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network. Also, I don't want to forget about the Padded Room Podcast Network. Our friends over there with the Padded Room Podcast and uh, what the hell is Tim's show? Horror for Dummies and Wicked Wednesdays. There's a bunch of cool shows over on network net that network as well. Wow, I can't talk and. You know, check all those guys out. They're they're a lot of fun as well. Uh, updates for us after this. I oh, I think we are going to have an interview show. The bonus episodes have been on a break, and we're finally going to have another interview here coming up. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see. I have a few things I'm working on, and I know Marco's going to be out of town in a week here, so I might have to I might have to do something else on my own to put a show out that week. We'll see. 
There you go. Another friends to the I'm end. I'm debating. Maybe? Yeah, I'm debating between either doing. Uh, well, I guess I could say on here that I've I've thrown around this idea of doing a single movie, non-genre specific, probably mostly comedy movies, mm-hmm. uh, just with like a group of four random people or whatever. So maybe that'd be an opportunity to launch that. We'll see. Got a couple of weeks to nice. figure that out. There you so. go. Uh, but if I don't do that, then I don't know. It'll be something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, yeah. Th- thanks again, Gary. Yeah, uh, man. Thank you. And, uh, my pleasure, guys. My pleasure. Yeah. I know you've offered a few times to let me come on your show. I have to just uh, actually well, confirm and set up a date with you for something. Well, the way things are going, like um, we, um, I'm pretty like a round robin of our co-hosts. And yeah, just yeah. let me know when you're most likely available and we'll, we'll work something out. Perfect. You're welcome as well, Marco. Awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've we've done a few things where we go on together on shows as a representative of our show. <laughs> yep, yep. That would be awesome. I love it. I love talking or anything really. So yeah, I'm with it. Perfect. All right. So until next time, thanks everybody for listening, and have a good day, night, or evening. And definitely don't uh, don't trust anyone. They might be the thing. <laughs> Wear earrings. <laughs> yes, definitely wear earrings. That's how you could tell. Or check their fillings. In the right the, ear. In the prequel, the prequel is like when they're checking the fillings. All is it my fault that I flossed? Because he doesn't I have fillings. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna die because I didn't floss. Yep. I died with should've... perfect set of chompers in them. You know, which is a, should've, appropriate. Should have drank of... more cola, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> should have smoked more cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs>